Okay, so hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Kate. And I'm Hannah. And this is Feast. Sheath. Shatter. A book chat podcast. Otherwise known as eating, sword play, and glass breaking. <laughs> <laughs> is it hot in here or is it just me? Tuning in to hear these three chatting about fantasy. If you know what I mean, are you happy to see us? Or is that a dagger? It's feast, sheep, shatter. It's feast, sheep, shatter. If you're talking to your grandma. Right. Yeah. That's what shattering means. Yeah, Correct. obviously. Yeah. Breaking of the glass ceiling, like what Rachel does. Every day. <laughs> Trendsetter. Yeah, trendsetting, social justicing. In the rural community in of... In the rural... Yes, I know. Rural. I mean, come on. You didn't have... You just, all I wanted was one thing. You just, literally could have just told me yes, and I'd have gone away. You'd have never seen me again. You'd have never seen but me now? again. Here we are. Dude, the frequency is so low in their management. Yeah. Dude, they need therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their emotional intelligence Don't is worry. That. I'm going to... Uh, I'll put that slay as part of. Them. I'll put that I'm as part of my uh, settlement agreement. Yeah. <laughs> um, get get actual therapy. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, like BetterHelp is pretty affordable. Yeah. And with your salary that we all know, because you are a servant of the county. Yeah. You should be able to afford a decent therapist. What's up? I'm just looking at your um... pyroglyphics. Hieroglyphics. I I didn't know if you were practicing for your new tattoo. <laughs> Yeah, I was just checking out the placement. Yeah. Um, so what are we reading outside of the book we're reading for a book club? Rachel, what you reading over there? I'm still trying to make it through uh, The Vampire Conqueror. You don't aren't reading anything else? Not at the moment, except ADA guidelines. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> Hannah, lots, what you got going lots. on? Um, I'm reading nothing but this. This is consuming me. And with the holiday and driving and um what do you what are you going to read soon uh fourth wing which is incredible and we're also covering i think in october yes can't wait um i've listened to it twice already it is shockingly well written Mm. i'm so excited and also let me add to that a starter book for fantasy Mm. so it's one of those books where everything I think I told you this before, like, every page is new information. Yeah. And she's, she, I actually saw Rebecca Yaris do an interview yesterday where she was like, I don't like to leave questions unanswered for very long. So I'm like. Thank you, Jesus. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, she's really quick yeah. to, like, get you what you need. Yeah. So I, it was just, it's a really good book. It's, I think that's, it's huge. It's taken off really big. So I've nice. been looking for a real copy of it i can't find it anywhere so mm. all sold out maybe oh yeah for sure yeah I keep thinking it might show up in this rural county somewhere where we have no bookstores yeah we have walmart yeah it ain't, walmart. Wal- it ain't at the walmart here <laughs> um i've been reading i'm reading the ninth house i've been rereading the uh blood and ash mm-hmm. series because there's another book coming out, and I was like, let me mm-hmm. read this. 
Oh, there is. Yeah, okay. but it's a. It's not a new okay. story. It's a male version. Okay. I'm not in. I've mm. never read one of those. There's a fanfic of the Resan version of Mist and Fury, which I am about to. Okay. Know, I'm about to go through that. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to share with you guys that I'm been hyper hyper focusing on book binding talk. I am going to bind books. Okay. I've already got an entire Amazon cart full of all of the you things I need. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I just got to get my cricket. I've seen where somebody printed out like one of the really long fan Fanfics. fictions and then bound it so that their book club would read it. Yeah. Yeah. I follow her. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I see you. Yes. It was it was one of the Dramamine, Dramoween okay. fanfics. So are you into that? Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. The Draco and the Hermione. There's like a oh whole, yeah, you know I. It's not canon enough for you. It's, it's not canon. Well, it's maybe just, you, maybe it could canon. be canon in your mind. I think it could be like a therapeutic thing for me. You know, let go. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, really. I should that, try it. Really I, counter that Libra and Virgo you got going on. Yeah, yeah. I'm but gonna that's try pretty, it. That's pretty typical for those two things. I did so. watch Werewolf at Night finally. It was good, right? It was really good, and I. It's what, probably the best thing Marvel's done in Phase Four. It was really good, yeah. and I'm not not a Marvel fan, but I'm not a Marvel fan. I, you're I'm not like a, middle you're not of the a Marvel road. fan. I'm not, but I don't hate Marvel. You're a casual Marvel watcher. Yeah, you're not a Marvel fan. Right, yeah. and so I watched it. I just. And I really, really enjoyed it. And it was, I almost read a fan fiction. I went on and looked for them. And then I was like, no, I can't do it. You could. I could, but. Uh, it's absolutely the best thing they did in Phase 4. Let me take that back. Loki was good. Wanda was good. Yeah, there were other good things. But it was, it was because it was so different. Yeah. And did not follow their rules. It worked. It was really it was good. Really good. Yeah. Uh, no. So you can hear yourself a little <laughs> yeah, louder? <maybe. laughs> well, that made me talk less I loud. it helps because then I'm can like... Can I talk less? I can oh, tell okay. if I'm shouting in my own ears. That's really different. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. It helps me bring down the like... Enthusiasm? Then I'm not, yeah. Not enthusiasm. Just volume. <laughs> volume. Well, your enthusedness isn't... Is still very... Yeah. Even. Yeah. That's versus my... Three octaves higher enthusiasm. 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 Is that a word? It is now. So we are actually going to talk about Ashes of the Star Cursed King. Oh, yeah. By Carissa Broadbent, which Kate has read. Hannah has made a very good effort. I DNF the reread. You know, okay. We'll get into my feelings about this book, but first, just like a a brief plot overview. Because we left everybody at. Oh shit, he killed my dad. Mm-hmm. And now I'm queen of the Hyaj vampires. And this guy that I thought was just my Biffle in the Kajari is actually the king of the Rishan vampires in the very generically named House of Night. <laughs> I had to look at the board. Night, Shadow, and I think we He's talked about Rishan, this last yeah. time. Yeah. And uh, he they both get their air marks and he 
makes her marry him so that no one tries to kill her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like it's very oh, much a Poppy and Castile thing. Too. Let's, let's Love it. just let's get you let's get together so that everyone feels like we're together and nobody feels like we're rivals. How about that? And then we start the second book with just sadness. I mean so much fucking sadness. We're sad for like so much depression. So <sighs> so long. It was long. long. I was like, are we gonna do anything? So I like vampires, but I don't like politics in my vampires. Like the last, the first one was good. I feel like I was in a weird place for the last episode, so I was a little hard on it. But I did enjoy the book. I liked it. Well, and, I and think, that's the second time. If you listen to our first read of it, yeah. did you publish that one? I haven't yet. the The first reread, the first read of it, you didn't publish that. Yeah, that's up. Like our yeah, the one yeah, we yeah. did way the back. First one. Yeah. You, if you listen to that, Rachel. You can tell that you like it more. Yeah, you can tell because we were both surprised by it. Yeah, it was good. And I think I just since then have read too many that were similar. And I, when I go off on something, I tend to go off categorically. And so it's unfair of me to say it wasn't, it wasn't that as good as it was because it was very good. And we do a lot more of the like Kajari, which is not politics. It's more like just the doing Hunger cool Games. shit. Yeah. yeah. And then in this one, it is really just so politics heavy mm-hmm. for the first while and to me when you're a vampire the idea is you're outside of society and you don't have to go through all that shit so the idea that you're both immortal and you have to deal with politicians is utter bullshit like yeah i don't enjoy that and so i think that the first part dragged for me because we are really just living with we are living with Araya's sadness and rain's like upsetness that he had to do what he had to do but did he really have to do it i don't know was it worth it for a really long time Mm -hmm. and really until septimus shows up and he's like guys two words god blood and you're like okay what and literally every time we mentioned it i would forget about it until the next time it popped up Mm -hmm. and then they'd be like god blood and i'd be like oh shit yeah that's right that's what we were supposed to be looking for god blood and they go to that weird creepy lady's house which felt like so weird because we so don't weird. talk about it again. We don't go back to it. We literally are just like, guys, look, not all vampires live in these like splendid cities where they have parties and shit. Some of them live in like decrepit, old, destroyed and turn castles children. and make children into their court and literally live with like the smell of rotting seaweed forever. Yeah, that was creepy. Yeah. And we never actually talk about what that necklace does ever. Really? No. Well, they find this necklace. They use it for something else because eventually Septimus uses it to like, he's found God teeth. (laughs) (laughs) The eye roll. Okay. And so they, they like, uh, I don't know. They like macrame teeth onto this necklace (laughs) and shove it in in Simon's chest. Because Septimus is like, well, I was hoping for God blood, but I guess teeth will do. Because at a certain point, and really when the novel picked up for me, is when Rain and Oriah leave. They get they get kicked out. I mean, they don't get kicked out. They get, like, bloodily run out of town. Because one of his generals um, de- betrays him. Because he's like, you're not choosing, you're not choosing the Rashan. You're choosing the, like, you're choosing Oriah over us. And I'm picking the winning team. And Septimus has, like, gone to Araya and said, listen. Araya. Araya. Sorry. It's okay. Has gone to Araya. I never listened to the I know. Book. It's fine. Um, he's, I've only seen it I've written. I've only seen it written. But he, he goes to Araya and he's like, listen, like, if you betray Rain and we get in on this, like, this could be some good shit. 
And she's like, um, okay, well, Vincent would say yes because he'd be all about power, but I'm not Vincent. And I'm actively trying to not be Vincent right now. So sorry, Septimus, but fuck you. And so she leaves. And so Septimus is basically like, well, I tried. Okay. And so he sides with the other side. And they end up betraying Rain. He gets kicked out of Sivrenage. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You did it. Mm-hmm. Thanks. And we have to go. He knows for some abstract reason that she has family or maybe has family in this one town. And he like take they they almost die like six times in this book. By like the fourth time, I was like, I'm really you're not gonna die. I've got 25 percent left in this book. But they get she gets fixed by this healer who it turns out was her mother's sister. And over time, she's been gathering pieces of jewelry. And so she accidentally lucks into the knowledge of where this god blood is because she gets a supernatural GPS on the back of her hand because she puts on, she has the ring already. And then Rain gives her the bracelet and then she gets the neck or gives her the necklace and she gets the bracelet from her aunt. And when she puts on all three, she's just like, I know where the god blood is. And you're like, oh, okay. God, that was really convenient. I'm really glad her sister at no point was like, this is a really difficult thing for me to like keep because it reminds me of my dead sister. I'm just going to chuck it. And so then they know where it is, but it's really close to Sivrenage. So they have to like make one last desperate stand to go get this god blood. And I did like this part when they go get the god blood because this gives us like a lot of insight on Vincent that we weren't getting otherwise. Because at this point, Vincent is really the best, most nuanced, most interesting character in the book. And he died a book ago. Mm -hmm. And we don't know anything about his motivations. We don't really know much about who he is except for how he related to Oreya. And we get some of his memories. And so we actually find out that he did love her mother, but he really didn't know how to love somebody. That the world he grew up in and the way he had to live his life was not conducive to being able to be loved. And so he used her until she was literally like, I can't do this anymore. And I'm pregnant. And she left. And he used another um, acolyte, devotee of, how do you say that? Aseya. Aseya. In order to create this like final piece of this trap, this like memory trap in which he put the god blood that they had distilled. And so Aurea finally gets it. She's the only one who can get it because she hasn't she's half Vincent and she brings it out and she's like, well, I could use it to save Rain, who Simon and his macrame heart necklace has like <laughs> beat the crap out of. Or I could put it on my like blades and I could use it to kill Simon. Or I could just straight up call Nyaxia and give her back her lover's blood. So she calls Nyaxia. She's like, Nyaxia, I've got something for you. And Nyaxia shows up and she's like... Great, thanks. And she goes to take it from Aurea, and Aurea snatches it back. And she's like, actually, I have a deal. And I actually is literally like, that's already mine. And now I just want to kill you. Like, you just pissed me off. And so she has this, Nyaxia is kind of a, I mean, I like that the gods are active characters in this world. Because we get a lot of the gods in the Six Scorched Roses, too. Because yep. we directly talk to a god in there. Yeah. But they're all so petty. Well, and I think I said this last week. Nyaxia is has arrested development. Like yeah. it was like she was a child when her husband was killed, so she never grew up. Changed. She never matured. Yeah. Never matured in any way. Yeah, and she they gives... are really petty. Like yeah. you are the ant under my boot. Yeah. Can I just ask? 
At what point in all of this do Rain and Aurea hook up? They finally hook up after they get kicked out. Because they get kicked out and they have to go see Jasmine because Jasmine is like hiding in these caves. Okay. And they're basically like, oh, right before that, when they first get kicked out, it's basically like, well, I'm sorry I killed your dad or whatever. And she's like, well, okay, it's okay. Like, I don't even know if I liked him as much as I liked him like six chapters ago. So we should probably bang. Yeah. Then they finally do. Yeah. It's good. I mean, the spicy scenes were pretty good. good spice. Yeah. Yeah. It's reasonable. It was. And I liked that when they were in a crisis situation, it was basically like, okay, we had our night together, but like shit's going down Mm -hmm. and we need to stay focused. It was not, I'm blowing you in the tent the night before the big battle. Big battle. Yeah. What are you talking about? What are you referencing? (laughs) I don't know. It's just, Um, for example, talk about the wings. Oh, I mean, we'll get there. I was just trying to get through the basic plot. Yeah. She ends up giving the blood back to Nyaxia because she's like, all right, fine, here you go, whatever, don't annihilate us. And she gets the teeth back because Nyaxia is like, oh, no, what have they done to your poor teeth? And she, like, pulls the macrame necklace out of Simon's chest, (laughs) and he dies spontaneously. And then she's like, okay, well, thanks ever so much. Love you. And she gets ready to leave. And is like, hey, can you save him? Like, can you make us heart-bonded? Can you do the Coriatus bond? Yeah. I've only seen it written. Where did it? I didn't write it. Dang. Coriatus. Coriatus. He's like, can I, can we do, can you do that so we can save him? And she's like, yeah, honestly, if he dies right now, it'll just be better because he's going to die anyway and you're going to be heartbroken. And a lover that's already dead is like the best kind of lover because they can't betray you. So just good. Oh. Then does Asaya show up and yeah, save and him? Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm not going to do it. And then she leaves. And Aurea's like, well, she's not going to do it. Maybe somebody else will. So she calls on Asaya because Asaya's her mom's god. Right. And Asaya shows up and Asaya's like, I mean, why am I here? And she's like, can you, like, weave us together? Can you make us, like, Coriatus bonded or whatever so we can save his life? And she's like, I mean, I guess, but Nyaxia's going to be pissed. Or I was like, um, okay, like that's fine. At least I'll have him here. And she's like, all right, you said it. That's fine. So she does. She bonds. It's the first time ever she bonds. And that's the end of the she book. Goes, and that's the end. Well, no, then they get like her airmark becomes the same. Like she gets his airmark and he gets her airmark. So they have the same marks. So they have all the same marks. They both have the same Hyaj and Rashan marks. And so they end up ruling as a collective. Yeah, and they literally skip off into the sunset into the sunset like into the night yeah precious yeah at the very end they're like sitting on a rooftop and the sun's coming up and he's sitting in the shade and he's like i can feel the sun on your skin and that's like the end of it i want to tell my story go ahead (laughs) i got this book because i like the first one so much i had kindle unlimited i paid for this book I had Kindle Mm -hmm. Unlimited deliver it the moment it came out, and I read it within, like, 20 hours. Wow. Because this book, which is what I'll do with Crescent City as well. So I'm going to take that time off. Hannah, are you with me on that? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, you too. It'll be a thing. Anyways, but um, (laughs) I got it, and I just start slamming it, just start binge reading it, because the first one was so great. I'm so excited about it. And that first three quarter, first third of the book, where nothing's really happening and Araya's really sad and they're just saying the same thing over and over again. And 
We've got some plot points, but maybe it was because I was moving through it so fast and not enjoying it the way I did the first one. I was so disappointed. And I think that this book, I think so often authors try to reproduce the feelings that you got yeah. in a first book. And I think because it's a duology, it feels like a middle book. Yeah, it really does. So and there's it, not going to be another one? Not no. with them. There'll be other Ooh. books in this universe, so we'll probably see them again. It should have been a trilogy. It feels like a middle book. Mm-hmm. And middle books sometimes, it's like when you read Chamber after Sorcerer's Stone, and it was just like, Meh. And not until the Potter series is complete do you mm-hmm. go back and appreciate that book. Right. But when you read prisoner all of a sudden you're like oh damn the stakes are so high it's like emperor empire strikes back yeah yeah but empire is great yeah after you've watched everything and you know everything sure right okay but like at first it's like yeah you know yeah. well i guess it's like the t- dagobah or, system or like is two towers meh. too i mean fellowship and yeah. return of the king yeah. are like you know two towers we need it it's re- yeah once you're finished, you're like, oh, I gotta have gotta the have battle at what's that castle called? Helm's Deep. Thank Helm's you. Deep. Helm's Deep. <laughs> yeah. Helm's Deep. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> so I, it just it feels like a middle book that is just okay. I'm gonna get through this, and then once it the trilogy wraps up, I'm gonna love it, love it, love it. Yeah. And I didn't. I like that Araya gets wings. Yeah, that she was does. cool. Yeah. Yeah, that she, he's like, I can tell that you have wings, and they're just invisible. Yeah. So let and me you push need, you off of this you tower. You need to call on them. That yeah. was cool. I yeah. Mean, I really, yeah. I lo- for her to be a human that has wings that she can bring mm-hmm. forth and put away, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Getting more of that, oh, you are actually a human and a vampire. Yeah. But honestly, I read it so fast, and I just flew through the ending. And it felt really anticlimactic to me. Yeah, it did a little bit because of the 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 villains, or well, they're not really the villains. The you know the Bloodborne and the other brother guy, yeah. Simon. Simon. Those are the the big bads, right? Yeah. But the gods are so nonchalant that they make the stakes they lessen and cheapen the stakes. Yeah. And I think maybe when we've got all of these books in this series and we can see it as a whole, we'll care about it and each story will not have held as much weight. But Rain and Aurea held a lot of weight for me. Yeah. And I was really disappointed by this book. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I, get I that. mean, a lot of respect for her. She had a lot to wrap up in two books. And yeah, she since does. she told us nothing in the first one. And, and yes, and she, but she does. I mean, she and series, does. Series, sorry, go ahead. But I really feel like the pacing would have worked out so much better if she had just gone in and made it a third, like a third book. Mm-hmm. If the second book had been all of the like reconciliation and then the third book, like they get kicked out of the of Sivernage at the end of the second book and then the entire third book is rebuilding the kingdom. Right. And and build out more. Yeah. You know, so and so often in the first book in a series, you know, you get glimpses of what the world building is going to become. Yeah. And I actually appreciate that. I love it when something kind of teases it and then 
in the second and the third book, all the questions that were kind of asked, we get to see the world more. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what this felt like it should have been doing. You get the glimpse of this vampire universe. And then in the second book, I don't know. It just, I, I, I think that I went in with really high expectations and read it too quickly to have enjoyed it. Mm. Um, so that's my bad. Um, that's on me. That's on me. That's on me. Six Scorch Roses was really good, though. Six, it's so great. And so much. And one of the reasons I knew I didn't like this book is because I kept wanting Lilith yeah. to meet Aurea and then be best friends or something. Yeah. You For, wanted her to be more significant. I wanted significant. them to pal up. Pal out. Pal up. And, yeah, I wanted them. And um, what's her husband's name? Vale. Vale. Vale and Lilith. I yeah. really wanted them. I mean, Lilith effectively disappears. Yeah. yeah and I was really bummed out about that. Like, I don't want just a cameo. I want them to cross universe. I want them to cross paths. Yeah. I want this book to matter in this book. Right. And we just didn't get that. And so I think I was disappointed there, too. Because I had just finished that book. Yeah. And then reading Conqueror, I did want to reread this book pretty closely because I do remember that story being told somewhere else. I thought it was in this book, but maybe because you hadn't read it, you didn't notice. It could be. It could very well be. Yeah. So I probably will. When I, I'll tell you this. When these come out on audio, in Audible Books um, yeah. in August and October, I will buy them and I will re-listen to them. Yeah. And I think my opinion may change. We can revisit it then. Yeah. I mean, even if we you can just talk, like, do a little corner about it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't think it, they're badly written. I don't think they're bad books i think it was okay i just think the first one set such a high standard i agree it's really it was difficult for her to meet Mm -hmm. that again and she says that in the afterward she's like i had a lot to do and it was really challenging for me to wrap everything up in two books and she wrote these like if you one of the things about carissa broadbent is the the amount of books that she's pushing out i i think she might be hopefully with serpent this it's created more space for her to really focus on the stories instead of pushing out books. But we literally got four books from her in like a span of nine months. Yeah. And one is a novella, but she was chucking. That's a lot of books. Yeah. Yeah. So it does feel like the second book was rushed. Yeah. Yeah. And that if she had had more time to marinate, if she had had more time to not meet a deadline, yeah. Mm-hmm. If they hadn't already said, "Hey, this will be out next April," yeah, she could have really considered and maybe made it a third. Yeah, maybe really pushed the series. I think it was a huge shock and surprise to everybody how how well received it was. Yeah, because yeah, their previous books Unlimited. were not. And Kindle Unlimited, you don't get. I mean, most free books aren't. I mean, Fourth Wing isn't free. Yeah. Akatar, no Sarah J. Mass books ever going to be free. No. Right. And I think that this really was in a position to not be a Kindle Unlimited book. Yeah. So, I mean, no offense. Like, I don't, I love, I read so many KU books, but this one did yeah. feel a little bit more. There's an expectation I have for <laughs> the free book, and there's an expectation I have for the I'm 
making we're not, you pay. Yeah, we're going to make mm-hmm. you pay for it. Unless it's one of those ones where it's like the first book is free and then every book yeah. after that in the series you and, pay and for And I think that might I be get. contract contractual. Yeah. And that's what happened here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's you can tell how important this book is because they're re-recording. Yeah. Yes. And mo- a lot most Kindle, How often does that happen? It doesn't. I've never seen that happen. I have seen it once. Oh, the James Marsden book. Yeah. Is, did I say that name? No, that's the wrong name. James Marsters. Marsters, I think. Yeah, yeah Spike. Yeah, Spike. Yeah, Spike read all of the... Um, Dresden Files. Dresden Files. And there was one where he couldn't. And they recorded it with a different guy. People and everyone was flipped. like, yeah, sorry, that's not... We would have literally waited. And so they re-recorded it wow. with him. Yeah. And it, I mean, I, the, I listened to both. And they were both fine. Yeah. But I can understand. And it made sense in that book because he was a ghost in that book. And so um, it kind of made sense for him to have a different voice. But yeah. So, I mean, I I really think if she is allowed the time and the space to really explore what she wants to write and to write it at the length that she wants to, I think that we are going to get some really cool things out of Carissa Broadbent. And I don't know if she had already signed some kind of an agreement telling her that she had to get this all done, like bang, bang, bang. Or if she felt like she needed to because she was really surprised by the... Because she has another series, doesn't she? She has like the Daughter of No Worlds. Yes, and I... Yes, and it is gets a lot of wonderful things said about it. I've started listening to it. I actually don't like the narrator. Mm. So it's been really challenging for me to get into. That's tough. Yeah, it's yeah. the first time. Honestly, I think it's her voices. I don't mind her voice for the main character. It's some of her other voices. The, I think she makes the love interest sound like an old man. Oh. Bitch. <laughs> Excuse me. I have not tried to read it, read it. I have seen good things about it, like other people reviewing it and saying that it's really good, but... A Daughter of No Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I haven't gotten to it. Yeah. I think I need a break from this book style. The, like, romanticy. Yeah. Like, high fantasy romance. I think we should do something. <laughs> Is that an insult, Anna? <laughs> nope. There. Nope. Yeah. yeah. I need novelty. It's an explanation. We probably should have oh, changed our podcast name. Right. No, no, I'm not saying no romance. I'm saying I'm no romance. I'm gonna need a break from like fantasy. No, 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 no. Smut. That, uh, smut never entered the well, conversation. Well, I think we should do a reverse harem. Which is I think that, that is on what's the, next. I Let would, me look and see. What's I next. think we should do Tower of Dawn. I'm actually, I'm pretty I, sure that's what's next. No, I it really, is. really want to finish. I can't I wait. Really I'm yeah. so excited. I'm almost positive. I that's bought what's next. a physical copy of Kingdom of Ash, which. I don't have any of those books physically, um, but I bought it so that I could bind it mm-hmm. when I get my binding kit. Mm, when you cash in your when Amazon cart. When I cash cart. in on my Amazon nice. cart. Mm-hmm. I have so much stuff in there. <laughs> I'm going to be a pro book one. No, I'm not. It takes a lot of books. So I'm going to go start thrifting old soft books so I can be good at it when mm-hmm. I start my Sarah J. Mass books. That's a good yeah. way to do it. I'm almost positive we are finishing next that's yeah, what i have I, on my I calendar i really want to do tower of dawn and i want to do kingdom of ash yeah those are our next two because i keep wanting to start kingdom of ash and i'm like no because 
what'll happen is I will listen to it and then I'll I've be already, two weeks out and I've I'm already gonna... gone through it. I'm gonna have to go back and listen again. <laughs> you already did that? Yeah. Yeah. Well I yeah. I didn't yeah, I stopped. Like I couldn't stop after Tower of Dawn. Um Empire Storms. Or whatever the last one was we read. I like I went straight through to Tower of Dawn and Kingdom of Ash. I couldn't stop. Can't stop me. I looking up what's next. Yeah, Tower Dawn and Kingdom of Ash are next. I think I'll be I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I think the my biggest problem with this one was just how long we lingered in Oriah's sadness. Yeah. Like her crying That's herself boring. to sleep at night. She was such a cool just, proactive character in mm-hmm. the first book. You just can't you can't switch it like that and not yeah. be the the last book. Yeah. That would work in a middle book. Yeah. It doesn't yes. work in a duology. If I knew we were going to get another badass Oriah book, I think I could have made it. Yeah, for because sure. it would be a transition. It would be a yeah. period of growth. It would be like, here is our side girl energy, and then there is our epic lady energy. I mean, we've even watched Aelin go through that shit. That's what yeah. Kingdom of Ash was. Right. No, sorry. Crown Queen of Midnight? Queen, Queen of Shadows. Queen of... Sh- no. No. Heir of Fire. Okay. One of them. The third book. Yeah. Third. That book was her sad and it was good. Drunk, mm-hmm. Yeah, meeting the hottest bird that's ever lived, <laughs> that's ever not lived, <laughs> tattooed blonde, Rowan, beautiful boy. Yes, yes, yeah. So I mean, but you know what I mean. We got another book, so we cherished the come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't cherish the come up, no, because it just goes on for so long. And I did like that Rain left her alone. Like Rain yeah. didn't yes. cuz that was one of my problems with the second book, the Poppy series. The second book in the oh, Poppy series. Oh yeah, he's series. not leaving her alone. Is he will Castile's not, leave, not her leaving the her alone. Fuck alone. He's literally poking her like hey. Yeah. Like, hey. hey, have you touched my dick lately? You should probably touch my dick. It would probably have you make seen you this? happier again. You want me to bite you? In like, the second the book? Fuck off me, yes. I was so angry on her behalf in the second book. She was she's just tr- like this. She's like, trying to process her emotions, and he will not stop well, pressuring her. I wanted to talk he a little bombs. bit about this because there's this thing that we do often where we use modern-day contemporary society roles in fantasy books. Mm-hmm. And Poppy and Castile are particularly toxic. Yeah. And we're supposed to love that. Mm-hmm. And that's what's fucking hard about Poppy. Yeah. In the second book. And I agree that one is that she has really shitty gaslighty behavior. She lies all the fucking time. Yeah. It is annoying. Oh, mm-hmm. I decided to tell the truth. Bitch, you're lying all the time and then you're expecting <laughs> this other motherfucker. You are known for stabbing people. Yeah. You, you liter- like to stab. You literally stabbed him and thought he was going to die. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, sweet. And, and ran off. And he Spoiler fucking alert for that Kingdom about of a- or Blood and Ash. Yeah. Make sure you put that in the things. <laughs> <laughs> this is also a spoiler alert for Blood and Ash. Yeah. But that's what drove me. Like, I was literally so graded because, I, okay, cool. I can relate to an anxious attachment character. I can relate to someone who doesn't understand love. I can relate to someone who's, it's the, um... You cannot trust her. What's it called? An unreliable narrator. An unreliable Mm -hmm. narrator, yes. Like, it is, I know the truth, and I see the truth as the reader, and you're being a fucking idiot Mm -hmm. for way too long for me to be enjoying this. Right. And 
You're right. I mean, the third book gets really good. And once they're together and they can be vulnerable with each other and they can be just kinky, we love each other, like this is what our dynamic's like. But something about that second book was just, I never feel that harsh about a book. Wow. Yeah. And that's what it was. I mean, maybe it's because we're reading so many books I notice more. Yeah. You know, it it gets to me because... Um, story for me is like a, a framework for people. So when you read it, you're reading it as like, you know, I'm, I am reading a book because I want to see like characters that are similar to me or different from me. I want to see the way they experience life. And I want to see like how they work out their stuff through relationships. And then you give me a book where you spent the whole first book showing me that this character had no agency and she had willingly given up her agency and she didn't realize she didn't have any and then you give me a second book where you're supposed to tell you're telling me that this male character is helping her to be free and helping her to break free out of that but he is giving her no agency and he is giving her no space and i'm and i am now supposed to see this as a romantic and in like interaction but because of the universe and because of the stakes he he cannot let her go. Right. So you get this like weird spot where it has to remain mm-hmm. toxic. Right. For it to exist in a fantasy world. Yes. Yeah. But and that can be really frustrating. Yes. It yeah. was very frustrating and to yeah. the point where I couldn't make it through it. Sure. Like even looking it up to reassure myself it was going to get better. I was like, I just, I just fucking can't. I literally just fucking can't. I didn't get to that point with this book to bring us back to what we're actually talking about. Ashes in the... I didn't feel at any point like Rain was making this a toxic relationship. I felt like he was trying to give her the space. Mm -hmm. He was trying to be understanding of like, if we never get back together again, that's okay. Like, that's on me. You know what, though? Let me just make a small point that has nothing to do with anything. But Castile looks like 22 and Rain is a 32-year-old man. Yeah. Yes. Rain's hot. Yeah, he's... I, he's of age. Thank, of fu- age. thank God they're over 20. He's a grown-ass man. He's like, a grown fucking he's a man. Grown thank the man. Lord yeah. for he, a grown-ass man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. In human world, before he, he lived a whole life before yep. he was a vampire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. you can see in the character. And I appreciate yeah. it in the character that he's not this hot-headed young, just like, I'm out for sex what it, and what it will get me. And I only, I only see Poppy. intimacy as connection. Sorry. But I think by the end of both of these books, my favorite character was Vincent. Yeah. And you, <laughs> I, I think, your, like, po- I think okay. your point is dead on. Like, we get this fascinating character. Maybe we will get a Nyaxia story where we get Vincent. Yeah. And we get the love story. That would be great. I would love a Vincent redemption arc. Yeah. yeah. Where we understand I, I would be there his point of view and how yeah. much he was actually feeling and how much, how withholding he was. You know, it's going to be a little toxic because... The way he presented wasn't right. Right. But yeah, I think with the fantasy, you have to be in a mindset of expecting it to. It's not a world that can exist today. Right. Because we can all go to therapists. Yes. You don't get to yeah, exist it's not in real. the world and punch people in the face. Right. And stab because, people. Because they betrayed you. Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, people do when they go to jail. Yeah. 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 I just see it as like this consistent character that pops up. Like the a, fe- a feminine character in these books is either stubborn to the point of stupidity or like violent to the point of like psych- psychopathy. 
Yes. Like yeah. Poppy is violent to the point where it's almost psychopathic, where she will literally harm anyone. Yeah. If they are annoying her in any sort of way. Yeah. She'll stab a wolf. A man. Can you guys hear my ice really loud? Not really loud. I'm just I was trying to think out. of if she feels threatened in any way. But in a sense, yeah, I mean she she thought Castile was gonna die. Yeah. And that And she was cool with that. And then when he he catches her, don't they bang? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they like bang immediately. She's like, Oh, you're not dead. Well, well and we they make probably we should make just go really ahead and... light of this almost um what the fuck was that movie? Natural Born Killers type dynamic. Mm, yeah. Right? Yeah. That movie was psycho. Yeah. You know? But in this book, we make it sweet fantasy and kind of light. But that's kind of the same, like, psychopathy that's yeah. happening. Right. And granted, she can't help it because of where she comes from, who she is, the amount of power radiating through right. her. I mean... Maybe she's just extra dramatic because she's got a bunch of dormant power inside of her. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just get, I would love to see, oh, well, first of all, we do. We get, Araya is a one of my favorite feminine characters that we have read. Because, yes, she spends a long time being sad. And I don't love that section. But she is also, like, competent, independent. At no point do I feel like her relationship with Rain takes away her agency. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't think that as soon as they get together, she stops being Araya and starts being Rain's Araya. Right. I really feel like she stays herself the whole way through, which I respect, and I'm glad she did. I do feel like Rain becomes a less interesting character once he's with Araya. But, mm. I mean, that you... I can't wait for we you. We tried. I can't wait for you to read Fourth Wing. I know it's another romanticy, but... All the things that you were just saying are annoying as shit. It doesn't do. That would be really nice. Yeah. I can't wait. I feel like I feel like we get in this place where authors feel like they have to play to these tropes. Yeah. Which is in the same the same way that Marvel is right now. Right. We feel like we have to play to these tropes. And what they don't realize is the vast majority of us who read a lot of these books are looking for a new exploration of that. We're looking mm -hmm. for something new. We're looking for like, where is that going now? Like, yes, I love enemies to lovers. I'm always going to love enemies to lovers. But can you do something fun with it for me? Like, can we do something different? Instead of just, like, every time I, you introduce these two characters, I'm like, okay, there's our hero. There's our villain. They're going to get together. I'm just waiting to figure out how. Right. And I yeah. feel like Vincent was a good way of doing that. Vincent ends up being this. He really is a character even after he's dead. Where he's yeah. present in almost every moment of Araya's life. Yeah. Araya's life. And... He ends up being so so much more nuanced than even Rain, who is alive and we talk to constantly. And is our main character. Because we are actually spending time trying to figure Who's out Vincent. voice we actually hear. Right. And we never spend time trying to figure out Rain, except when we get his little backstory. Yeah, his past. Every once in a while we'll get a glimpse of his past. But. So I remember when I was reading the book the first time through not understanding what the point of all the magical things were. Yeah. And I think that you kind of went over that with the macrame teeth. <laughs> but I just remember them not having them being a big deal, but the payoff not being enough. Right. I honestly forget that like magic exists in this universe until they use it. And then once they're done, I'm like, hmm, I forget again. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like it's part of their life. It's not yeah. something that except they have like night fire torches. Right. 
Okay. Well, they have All nightmare right. torches. Fine. I guess. Whatever. But they don't use it in a way that to me, because they can kind of imbue objects with it. Because like they can use their sword and she'll have like night fire on her sword mm-hmm. or her daggers or whatever. And he'll put, he'll use asterisk to just like vaporize a guy, but then he'll also just use it on his sword. Like, could we not have just used that on Simon? Like, did anybody just try casting a spell on him or did we just try to stab him? Because <laughs> they're like, I stabbed him really hard, like a bunch, and he didn't die. Like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure if you disintegrate somebody, whatever's in their chest will fall out. Yeah. Even if it's macrame god tea. Like, no, did, why didn't they do that? Did yeah. we give that a shot? And I don't know. I felt I, I don't I like it when characters are not infallible. I do like it when they get in like you know, you can have a fight that feels like it has stakes. But I really felt like Oriah and Rain got beat up so much in this book. Like Every- how many healings are we going to go through? Oh, well, they did that to Oriah in the first book, too. Yeah. It kind of got... Yeah. But it, it was like, a you're, a, you're a, a human. Yeah. And you're getting tore the fuck up. Yeah. But they had potions, right? Yeah. So the potions bring you back to Which it. we use none of in this entire book. Yeah. And All of that magical a, potion is gone. There's some kind of magical salve that they use on her wings yeah but the like i drink it and my pain is gone thing is gone really yeah because even when she gets she gets almost disemboweled by simon i think and then they end up going to this town and she gets healed by like a human healer but the human healer uses like a sea as magic she doesn't use like medicine Mm. yeah a sea is also um selena's Yes. Yeah, Person she's the too. weaver. The she's weaver, the one yeah. that um in the Vampire Conqueror. Well, which I guess we'll talk about next time. Sure. Um the um next book in the series is going to be about Misha. Okay. So, yes. I thought it was really cool how we learned that you know, she had experienced some essay, some mm-hmm. sexual assault. And she just straight loses her shit and kills this fucking highborn prince. Yeah, who we never, like, I think we know anything about. about. Yeah. And that might be her way of doing a teaser. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I really genuinely think that these are kind of like the red string things. Yeah. Here's a book, here's a book, here's a book, here's a book. And then once everything's out, we'll be able to, oh, it's a whole picture. Right. But we only are getting these glimpses. Yeah. Without real explanation of the glimpse. And so it feels really weird. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we just don't know enough. Yeah. And you gave us this whole part and told us nothing. Yeah. So it's rushed. Yeah. It does. Except, so we didn't talk about Six Scorch Roses a lot, but I loved the pacing in Six Scorch Roses. Oh, that was much, perfect. Much better. Yes. Felt- Did you get to read that? No. Well, read it okay. eventually. Yeah, I will. Um, yeah. So, like, no. so six scorched roses starts off with a human, um, Lilith, yeah. who the gods cursed her father and cursed the farmland, and nothing grows. And she's a scientist, like a straight up thirty year old scientist yeah. who lives with her sister, and she is trying to solve this disease that. It's a wasting disease. People just basically turn to dust. And so she's like, well, you know who never dies? Vampires. I know that this, I hear that this old vampire lives up the road. So I'm going to go 
travel, I'm going to go walk out the garden, travel to this vampire, and ask him if I can have some blood. So she walks up into this guy's house who lives in this, like, amazing library house. Like, yeah. There's just fucking treasure troves of, well, it's actually more like a hoarder house, to be <laughs> okay. honest. That's a like, library house. <laughs> it's a library house, but, like, like hoarder style yeah. with just, like, cool shit. Cool yeah. old vampire shit, antiques and whatever. Yeah. She walks in. Goes up the stairs, and this motherfucker is banging another vampire. So you're like, ooh. So it gets really fun really fast. Cool. Um, yeah, but she's just like, sir, uh, I would like some of your blood, and I'm going to give you a rose. She has these enchanted roses. that. But never- she doesn't tell him. She's just like, I'm going to give you these roses, and you're going to figure out why eventually, and you're going to be really excited. I can tell. And he's like. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's fine. He's like, what the well, fuck, lady? And then he's like, okay, I'm interested. Yeah. So Vale, like, of course they're going to fall in love. And he's actually somebody pretty relevant. He is. Because yeah, you read about Vale. He was the general, the. the in the first book? In, no, in Ashes of the Star Curse King. He yeah, shows in this up. Book. And Rain's like, Vale's never going to be my he's buddy. Like, he's never going to be my buddy. And Vale's like, well, I guess you're king now. So. What is he, the something of war? He's like the general. He's some kind of general. He's but a he general. Has, he's the one who did. Did you get to the part with the wedding? Where they have like a wedding for him and his turned wife? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he ends up, he has a turned wife. and So, so Lilith when, ends up being turned. Yeah. So when he shows up with. They mention it in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Lilith and Vale show up. Oh, okay. So Vale becomes a character in this book. But you get this really beautiful short novella. Yeah. Their, their story is quick. It makes sense. The magic is so much better integrated. Right. Because the humans use magic in such a different way. Because the vampires are really limited to Nyaxia's magic. They can this, only access... And they can't access any of the other white pantheon because they don't like Nyaxia. Mm-hmm. So if they even try to use it, they get pissed. Because, like, she's trying to use... She basically has a um, microscope... Yeah, and, and this book doesn't take place in Obitreus. It takes place in another continent. Yeah, and so she has a microscope that she's using to look at his blood, but she can't look at it for long because even knowing it's looking at vampire blood will break it. It pisses oh. it off. So she can use it for a little bit, and then she just has to, like, turn it off. And eventually it will break, and she has to get a new one. And so it's really, like, magic is, like, it woven into every part of their life as opposed to in the in these two books where it's really, like, a separate thing. Yeah. Fun. It sucks being a like Nyaxia sucks so bad. It sucks being a vampire. Yeah, I mean she's really genuinely just leading people with. God, it would be like I can't even think of a good analogy. Ugh, I'll think about it. It later. would just suck that van- that gods exist and they're like the awful manager. You wish you could quit the job mm-hmm. and go somewhere else. Dude, she's so fucked up. And I'm just gonna Horrible say bosses. it. This is another. Uh, I guess I won't. You can say it. Well, I think they talk about it in this book when they talk about the Bloodborne curse. Yeah. Nyaxia, the Bloodborne guys, they did something and it pissed her off. Well, this prince and his second went out and did some epic ass shit in the name of Nyaxia. And they were like, when they finally got to her, they were like, look what we did. We are so sorry. Please forgive us. She kills one of them and like double curses the second one, and then that is who the the Kirk the Conqueror book is about. Yeah, mm. 
she's basically like, yeah, that was really nice, but fuck you anyway. Yeah, and she fucks him and with a fucking wooden plunger. But the other end. <laughs> the butt. Yeah. She gets him in the butt. butt she does butt stuff butt with him. Stuff. <laughs> um, so where did everybody put their stickers? I haven't done it yet. I, I don't know. Decide, I just I decided today a, I'm going to put mine on, on my your Kindle. Kindle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bitch, do that. I'm going to get go right here. I'm going to get a Kindle white. A paper, paper white. white. I like. I have an older paper white. That's I'm gonna nice. get a paper white because, um, I've been reading a lot to go to bed, but it feels counterintuitive because of the blue light on mm. my and the Kindle I have mm-hmm. now. But a paper white doesn't have blue I, light, right. yeah. I love so it. it's literally just reading a page. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're so, not expensive. So no, I know. So I'm gonna get one of those, and then I'll put it on that. Nice. And then you need to get a cover for it. Well, I have my. I have a little, mm. a little pouch. Okay. The book talk girl, girlies <laughs> get the thing and they put it on the back. Yeah, and they I've put a pop that. socket on it. Mm, I have seen that. Or you could get the stand that clicks to your bedside table, and then you get a clicker. I've seen oh that. Oh my god! Lay and you click it. You don't I, have to hold it that's anymore. That's luxury. Mm. Yes, that's luxury. I can't read if I'm in a different orientation from the page. A lot of them have it like. Well, you can. Yeah. You can tilt. I'm the same way. You yeah. can tilt it. I need to be tilted. We need to be it has parallel. Has to be the same. The yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because then you have to be like. Maybe I wouldn't lose it. I'm perpetually lo- my Kindle's lost right now. I need to go find it. <laughs> it's not lost. It's just not somewhere you know. It's in the house somewhere. <laughs> just you don't know a, where it you is. You need to put a Google tag on it or whatever their equivalent to an <laughs> air tag is. <laughs> whatever you plebeians. Use on there. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I just implied it. <laughs> I, I did, but, but just because you said I was in, I was indoctrinated by Apple. Am yeah. I wrong? No. Just kidding. Yeah. Do I own it? 100%. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. I have been indoctrinated. I love that my watch and phone and laptop talk to each other without me knowing, and I don't have to do anything. Yeah. So it's nice. But I like Google stuff, too. I use Google stuff. Mm-hmm. I use Google. I, 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 like, I, I know of Google. I like, <laughs> I've heard I like of it. Chrome over Safari all day. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So does everybody. I like yeah. Google Photos. Thanks. Yeah. Ugh. Speaking of, that's such a funny thing to say. I have a friend who, do you ever have a friend who does, is like the cool kid that you say something and they're like, yeah, I heard about that like two Mm. years ago. Yeah. Yes. So I think I'm going to go do Barbie and Oppenheimer Oppenheimer duo. Like I'm going to do a double feature. And that is an original thought in my head. No, I didn't know anyone else was doing it. I've not heard that. So for me, it's an original thought. Mm -hmm. So I share this with a friend and their response is, yeah, like everybody else. And for some reason, that grates oh my, my Aquariusness so oh my much. God. It just grates me so hard. <laughs> and I shared that today, but I use really harsh words. I was like, I fucking hate it when you do that. So it sounds like I'm mad. I'm not mad. I'm just like, played. but you fucking oh. hated that too. Yeah. yeah no, I've that. said something to my friend like that, and she goes, No, I didn't hear it. Wow, that was really loud to me. I was like, I want this to be my thing. And she's like, that's everyone's thing. And you're like, well, then fuck you can like, still be my thing. Damn it. Do you guys I don't remember, know anybody whose thing that is. Do you guys remember college humor? Do you remember college yeah, humor when it was yeah. like a big... It's a thing still. It's kind of, but when it was like, anyway. Oh, yeah, so, like when it was a web page you went to? And yeah. You just like, it was like in the YouTube days. Yeah, so they had one about like um, 
the YouTube days. Sorry, they had one about like when being YouTube basic. Was new. They had one about being basic. So this lady's sitting there and she has like a latte and a vanilla candle and she's right. and whatever. And the guy's like, "Ooh, gross! Is that like a pumpkin spice latte?" And she was like, "Yeah, you want to try it?" And so he tries it and he's like, "Fuck, this is really so good." good. And, and now, she's like, uh, "Yeah, and this is my vanilla candle." And he's like, "So basic." And she's like, "Do you not like the smell of vanilla?" And he's like, "I really fucking like the smell of vanilla." So That's it's the like, thing. there's it's no sh- shame in basic. Yeah, there yeah. isn't. And there was a so there was like, you know what? Calling women basic by other women is just another way to pit women against each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you you don't don't fucking call anyone chuggy. Do you know what chuggy means? No. no. Basically being basic. Uh-oh. It's like chuggy. being like your basic white lady. It's like you're a chug. Okay. Well. Anyways, sorry. I think I'll double check because <laughs> I was wrong. About, yeah, I was <laughs> wrong about another definition before, but I'll double check and we'll we'll check back in. But okay. So, like, you can't talk shit about other women. If I like a pumpkin spice latte, it's because it tastes fucking delicious. Yeah. It tastes like the fall. Don't it's, yell at me. It's and cinnamon yeah. and pumpkin. Like, get out of here. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like saying, oh, you like the holidays? <laughs> fucking yeah. you oh, like Oh, I the- bet you like Christmas. Oh, oh. do you like fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you wipe your ass? <laughs> <laughs> like, just don't yuck other people's yum. Yeah, just leave it don't up. Don't yuck other alone. people's Thank yum. You. Put that on a fucking shirt. Thank write it down. You. Write, write it down. Put it on the list. Leave it. Nobody gives a shit. Did you look that up or no, did people say other that? Other people have said that to I've, me. Somebody I've never us, heard that. Somebody so left a strange and beautiful book club a review and was like, if you're looking for a podcast that does not yuck your yum, this is a good one. Yeah. And I was like, that is the highest praise I could possibly have earned. Unless your yum is Sarah J. Mass books. I try to find the positive. <laughs> I, I really do. Well, it, it's a balance. It's a balance. I mean, we I have a just, really good balance. I absolutely could just shit on a book, but I really do try. It's no, like and it's you, like with everything everywhere all at once. I really tried to figure out why I didn't I know, like that you movie. Did, and you, it was a beautiful opinion. I just. If you're I didn't like it, I don't like, like it. it but and I, your yum is not liking it. Yeah. And I'm not going to yuck on that. Right. And I'm not going to be mad that somebody else did like it. I'm right. not going to be like, what are you, stupid? That everyone else liked it. It's fine. Thank you. That's the difference right there. Just yeah, leave it. it is. Just leave it. It's fine. Like, uh, I don't care if people like Marvel. I'm not over here like, Chris, you still like Marvel? Marvel's yeah, so I like- love fucking Marvel. But I can still be real about it. Yeah. And, and that's okay. And also, I'm not hyper-focused there anymore. Mm. I got my tattoo and moved on. Now I'm hyper focused on this stuff, and then I'm going to be hyper focused on bookbinding. It's fine. Mm. I I but understand the need books. to move on from one thing to the other. Yeah. I've never been hyper focused on anything. Well, are you attention deficit? Yeah. Are you though? I don't know. I'm not. I maybe, forgot what we were talking I'm not about. Gonna gatekeep, <laughs> I'm not going to gatekeep ADHD, but it sounds like maybe not. I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah. Well, one time, one time, my therapist told me I was, but then like nothing ever happened with that. So I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I think everybody is a little bit. I would say by how clean your car is, maybe not. Mm. Mm. I generally don't like that everybody's a little bit ADHD. It's like, well, everybody gets a little scattered because uh, literally society is so complex, our brains can't function. Yeah, I go, um, but there's a difference between like I can still function, maybe not as great, and like I, I literally can. I was actually thinking about that recently because I have debilitating ADHD, like, and so with, does Matt. Without medicine, I don't have an enjoyable life. Right. So does Matt, and so does or, Penny. Yeah. yeah, and so when I see other people who are just like, 
you know, I was taking my meds, but I'm just going to not anymore. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's, that's, not... fu- that's great for you. I, but then yeah. I don't want to be an asshole and gatekeep people's ADD. I saw a really good way of describing this. This lady was talking about, like, having ADHD. And she's like, it's literally like you know everybody's driving a car. And you're all, you think everybody's driving the same car. And you're driving the, like, 1980s Honda Civic. And every time you turn it on, you need to do something to get it to work. And over time, like maybe you had a really good family and they taught you how to work on your car and you figure out how to fix the car every time it breaks down. And over time, you get a trunk full of tools that you know how to fix your car with. And every time it breaks down, you can fix it. But that doesn't mean it doesn't break down and it doesn't make you late for work and it doesn't keep you from getting to obligations that you're supposed to get to. And when you're late and you're like, sorry, my car broke down, everybody says, oh, yeah, everybody gets car trouble. Mm. And you're like, yeah, absolutely. Everybody gets car trouble. And then some one day you need to drive somebody else's car and you find out everybody but you is driving a Tesla. And when they say I have car trouble, what they mean is my car didn't work, but I just got to borrow another one. Yeah. And they don't have the trunk full of tools and their car doesn't break down in the same way. And every time they were telling you everybody had car trouble, that you weren't talking about the same car. Mm. Yeah. And that literally, even though it feels like it's everyone's telling you it's the same thing, it's not the same thing. And she's like, yes, I can still drive my car. Yes, I can still get to work. But imagine how far I could have gone if I was driving a Tesla, too. Yeah. Well, and it, there is a thing that fe- that's like that's I re- really good. I related to that a million hundred yeah. times because yeah. it's like, yes. And the depression that comes from driving that fucking car your whole life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, yes. And and but something that does feel hard and you just have to like remember that it's okay is that other people when they get these like late life diagnoses but they have choice still they get to choose whether they want to be ADHD that day or not like do you want to take your meds because it like helps you be better at this thing or like do you have to take it because if you don't you're you'll turn against yourself yeah and it just Mm. it becomes it's like a severity thing right so you get so many people who are i don't know i have some folks in my life that just are like well i'm gonna opt out of this now great cool i'm so happy for you yeah i wish i had the option this is something that i have to learn new ways of helping myself you gotta put more tools in your trunk yeah yeah yeah, and Matt's like that. Yeah, if, yeah. yeah he I don't can't. think I have ADHD. I think I have brain fog. I think I have exhaustion. <laughs> I mean, there are literally side effects from the fact that we are a hundred years out from a world that is entirely different from the world we live in right now. Yeah, we not are long ago. We are people who are completely adapted for a world where everything is slow paced. There is not a high amount of stimulation there is not i mean you literally you wake up with the sun you spend time getting your food you make maybe make clothes maybe make a couple of trades by sundown you're back in your house you go to bed you don't Mm -hmm. have tv you don't have phone you don't have movie is your family and everybody lives within a mile of each other because anything other uh, larger than a mile is more than a a 15 20 minute walk right and if you like there's a whole bunch of brain science about like that we literally cannot handle the level of complexity that we are faced with every single day like we literally can't we cannot function in it like human beings are actually only capable of establishing 150 connections at any given time 
You can literally keep track of 150 connections and over that, forget it, you're done. So if you watch, like they do studies on like populations of like hunter gatherers that still exist and literally you can watch a society will get to about 150 connections and then then they'll split. Yeah. Like a beehive. Like a beehive. And so literally you are supposed to live in this community where you have at least a small connection to everybody in the community. You are all cooperatively working together. But we don't even have that anymore. We don't even have that. Because we're so isolated. Right. And then you get family units that are so, like, I was really in, I thought it was really cool. I actually thought about this. I thought it was really cool how with some of the stuff you were going through last week, your mom and your sister showed up. Yeah. Like, I don't have that. And, like, thinking about how it takes a village. When you said my mom's going to go, I was like, what? Yeah, Yeah, because you guys are so close that you have your mom and your family, you know, I mean, your brother's far away, but you you have this family unit to say, we need a break. Mom, can you come get the kids? And she's like, yeah, Yeah. let me come get the kids. And it is very nice. Yeah. I definitely appreciate it. And it's so, it's not just a luxury, it's essential. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's like having, I mean, genuinely, this is me giving myself importance, but I think it's really important for kids to have adults in their life that aren't their family that care about them. There Mm -hmm. is a lot of evidence, um, just sociologically speaking. Yeah, for the non-reproductive parent, the parent, the the aunt, the Mm -hmm. gay uncle, the the cool, like, same-sex couple that's never going to have kids but can absolutely take your kids off your hands for the weekend. Yes. Yeah, I think that there is a there is a actual societal need mm-hmm. and there is an actual societal like function right for that group in and I can in see, child rearing. I can see the impact, the positive impact that has on the kids that I love and yeah. the kids that I have relationships with, or just being respectful to children like they are people yes. as an adult. Hey, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I you know as a, someone who probably will not get the opportunity to be a mom. It's a place where I can derive a lot of love and care joy. and joy mm-hmm. from. It's yeah. really joyful. Mm-hmm. I And like when I say people who don't like kids, I'm like, oh, you've never loved a kid. Yeah. You've never been in love with a kid. And mm-hmm. I don't mean in a weird fucking pedo way. Yeah. Right. I just mean like you've never been in love with a child. You've yeah. never, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And kids are so lovable. They're so cool. Watching children. Yeah. Especially when they're not yours. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I like my kids. They're yeah, right. I like your kids too. Yeah. You have great kids. I mean, everybody, I really like kids and I just, yeah. So. So, so that, do you want to take Isabel next weekend? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Penny's come to stay with me yeah, before. Penny I don't has. really know Isabel. I would prefer us to get to know each I other first kidding. so she would feel safe. Like, me and Penny are pals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so We're like. The same person, maybe. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, I totally understand her, like, CEOing the house and yes. her asking Penny all the, the questions. CEO. I love it. You know, yes. and like her. Absolute, like she wants to be relevant. She wants to be, participate. She's forty years old, and she's going to call you about the taxes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, she is. Yeah. Dear taxpayers, she's, she's like, oh, mom, are you going to go do some social justice and make a speech? Can I? Yeah, yeah. I have no fear. Yeah, yeah. She went up there, but she was better at it than I was. Yeah, she changed I people's love that. minds. Yeah, because she has no fear. She's just like. <laughs> 
yeah. scrolls it out. I love that. Yeah, we I went, love it. We went to visit some friends, and they parent differently than we do, and so they don't give their children as many choices. It's very much like this is what you're wearing, this is the way your hair looks. You know, a much more traditional what mm-hmm. I would consider a more traditional American parent. And we were leaving, and Penny was like, "Mama, they didn't have any choices over what happened in their life." Oh, and I was like, "She picked up on that." And I was like, "Yeah, there's like, there's a lot of parents that do that. They feel like that's important that they need to have that level of control over their children." And she was like, "Well, I think they're wrong." Well, <laughs> see, and, and that right like, there, that's a Penny thing too. It's like, yeah, yeah of course you do. <laughs> like, yeah. there is not a right and a wrong way, and right. there's a lot of benefit to that type of parenting. Right, I have friends that have great kids that are super smart and they had to do a lot of that stuff yeah. and they're not as gentle. I just thought it was interesting that she, that she was noticed like, it. She was like, I don't think, and yeah. I'm like, well, that wouldn't well, work for you. Got the, she's super observant. And it wouldn't work for her. Like no, I couldn't do that for her because it would be, that she would, would not so crushing. She wouldn't like it. Right. And that would yeah. be a, if she had parents like that, that would be a, what do you call it? A um, parent child mismatch. Yeah. Parent yeah. child mismatch. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, all that to talk about Ashes and the Starcross King. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess the next time we get together, we'll talk about the Vampire Conqueror and Six Scorch Roses. Oh, just really? to wrap this up. Wait, what? No. <gasps> when do we get together again? I don't know. We need to get together. Because we were going to talk about all, both of them, but somebody but we talked, we talked about, about it. Six Scorched Roses. Okay, fine. Do we want to talk about the Vampire Conqueror at any point? We don't Ooh. have to. Okay. Why don't Why don't we do this? Why don't okay. we let this this series mellow? All right, we'll mellow. We don't like it enough to give it that much energy. Sounds good. So I would really like to just go ahead and finish Throne of Glass. Let's do it. So next time we're doing Tower of Dawn. Yes, we'll do Tower of Dawn. So Rachel's going to read Tower of Dawn, which I think will be more gentle. I you said it's more of a romance and there's no alien. There's no alien. No alien. Yes. It's more a romance. It's a double romance. Um, and it's good. I. It's just... It's a reprieve. Okay. Is that mm-hmm. a word? Yeah, a reprieve. Yes. Yeah, that means a break. place of rest. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then we Sounds have good. to get into Kingdom of Ash, which is going to be a, probably a two-hour episode. Okay. So that will be the month of, in the next few. Next few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So I guess we'll just leave it there. And then after that, I think we should do, do we already have a? We do. It's on the schedule. Okay. Talk about it off the pod. Okay, bye. Okay. Until next time, friends. Bye. Bye. Is it hot in here or is it just me tuning in to hear these three chatting about fantasy novels of the spicy variety? If you know what I mean, are you happy to see us? Where is